She awoke to Lucy's low, defiant growl. Stupid dog, she thought, probably just some damn coyote in the backyard. She opened her eyes and found that nothing else would move. Not her arms, not her legs, just her eyelids and the slow rhythm of her breathing. The mercury vapor lamp shining through the front windows outlined a man standing at the foot of her bed. I must be dreaming, she thought, and only that thought kept her from terror. He moved closer, and then she noticed the anguish twisting his face. His eyes, pools of blackness, overflowed with pain and desperation. The yard lamp's arctic glow gave his skin an unearthly pallor. His strange suit caught the pale wash of light in silver ripples, clothing his body without hiding it. She'd never seen anything like it. He was holding something in his outstretched hands, a rectangular black box about the size of a hardcover book. A slight movement, and Lucky stopped growling, stood up, and began wagging her tail like the stranger was an old friend. This is no dream, she thought, too surprised to ask herself how a man could have broken the deadbolt locks without waking her, or climbed the flight of squeaking stairs from the ground floor to this loft without rousing the dog until now. She stared, since that was all she could do, overwhelmed, until he made another motion, and she found she could move again. She sat up. Ignoring the fawning dog, the man carefully placed the box on the dresser beside him, then approached her and held out his hands in an imploring gesture. Wait a minute, what was that on his forehead just below the hairline? Beads of sweat and a flash of scarlet. Blood! A small trickle flowing from a cut. Overcoming her initial shock, she now saw the bruises on his face, the disheveled hair, the exhaustion in those dark eyes. The man was injured. He wasn't here to molest her. He needed help. He looked like someone who has managed to walk away from a serious car accident, probably on the road below the cabin. Why hadn't she heard it? But there might be others not as fortunate as he, others who needed help more. The man so far had made not a sound. He gestured for her to get up. Who are you? Are you hurt? He said nothing, but only gestured again, more impatiently this time. The drop of blood dribbled into his eye, making him suddenly wince. He wiped at it irritably with the back of one hand, smearing it across his high cheekbone. She'd picked up enough first aid to know that no matter who this man was, if he wasn't already going into shock, he was probably very close to it. But how could she tell? His eyes, black on black, no whites, no pupils to check for dilation. Was he some kind of freak, a mutant? Are there others? Are they hurt? Where? Again, only that pleading gesture. She threw off the bed covers, stood up, and slipped her feet into her slippers. There was no time for false modesty, not when human lives might be at stake. The night was cool, but the flannel nightgown would keep her warm for a while, and wherever the accident was, it couldn't be far since he'd walked here, hadn't he? Standing, she could see that twigs had scratched the legs of his suit, Dirt and leaves from his boots had fallen on the floor. She would have to sweep that up when she got back. He looked relieved to see her preparing to go with him and grabbed the black box off the dresser. She started to reach for the flashlight she kept by the bed, but before he could grab it, he had her arm and was dragging her down the staircase, the dog prancing dangerously at their feet. Wait, I need that. It's dark outside, she yelled, but he didn't seem to hear. Downstairs, the back door the one you couldn't see from the highway, stood wide open. 
Hard to tell in the dark, but it sure didn't look like he'd broken the glass or kicked it in, and surely she would have heard the noise, wouldn't she? She managed to grab the knob and swing it shut as he hurried her out and up the hillside into the August darkness, heedless of the fact that she couldn't see his head bobbing three feet in front of her. Inside, Lucky whined, then lay down in front of the door, waiting patiently for her human to come back from wherever the strange-smelling creature had taken her.